We know that when the Torah discusses the topic of Mishkan, the topic of Shabbos is not too far away. Sometimes it appears a little bit earlier, sometimes it's mentioned a little bit later, but the Torah always seems to juxtapose the Mishkan to Shabbos. And there are a couple of reasons for this. The most famous and basic of which is that Mishkan does not override Shabbos, that Shabbos is paramount, that we don't work on the Mishkan project on Shabbos. Another basic explanation is that the forbidden activities of Shabbos are derived from the Mishkan. We see from the juxtaposition what, in fact, we can't do on Shabbos. The Lamites Malachos are derived from the 39 activities that were done in the construction of the Mishkan. Those cannot be done on Shabbos. And thus, for this reason, we find that in last week's Parsha and Parsha's Kisisa, at the conclusion of all of the halachos pertaining to the Mishkan and how the Mishkan should be constructed, the Torah warns, Achas Shabbos Shmaru, but make sure at the end of everything you're going to be keeping my Shabbos. And thus we find similarly in the beginning of this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayakhel, after Moshe Rabbeinu gathers all the Bnei Israel together so that they can work on the Mishkan project, he warns them, for six days, yes, but on the seventh day, no. And it's at that point that Moshe Rabbeinu singles out one activity, just one, among so many other possibilities, one activity that he says they should not do. You shall not kindle a fire in all of your dwellings on the day of Shabbos. And the question is, why does Moshe Rabbeinu single out this one activity? Once again, among the many that they cannot do, why does he only point to kindling a fire? This question is already addressed in the Gemara, and we're going to address it right now in another dimension. One not only of Pshat, but of Remes, Josh, and Sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the database of the Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayakhel. It also happens to be Parsha Shkalem, and we did a Parsha Pardes, a Parsha Pardes special for Parsha Shkalem earlier this week, which you can go look at. And if you enjoy Shiorim like this and you want to partner up with us, all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com, to make your sponsorship today. And now coming back to Parsha's Vayakhel, and the question of... Why the kindling of a fire is singled out? There are many malachos that you cannot do. The question is, why do we point to this malacha alone? And is it in fact a malacha? So as we look at the Pashup shot of why Esh, or Havaras Esh, or Mavir, is singled out as the malacha that we cannot do, it appears that the Gemara in Shabbos and Daf uh, um, Ayin already addresses the question with the machlokas as to why Esh was singled out. And um, among them is the possibility that Esh is l'chalik yatsas, which is to teach us that just like Esh is singled out, really every single malacha, let's say you did more than one malacha, let's say um, you kindled a fire, let's say you, you built a structure, let's say you plowed and you, and you wrote. Let's say you did all of these malachos in one forgetting of Shabbos. How many violations do you get? How many karbanas do you get? How or do you have to offer? And the answer is lechalek yatsas. This is a, a binyanav. It's a primary category, a teaching that teaches us that you'd be chayev for every single violation. It's it's several different violations. There are thirty nine violations of Shabbos. Now that's one possibility. But the other possibility is that really Aish is lelav yatsas. That really the kindling of a fire is not one of the malachos. 
questions. Are there still 39? Not a question that we're going to deal with right now. But the possibility that kindling a fire is forbidden on Shabbos, but just as a regular law, you'll get malchus if you do it, but you won't um, you won't be high of uh, skila, you won't be high of karis, you won't be high of a carbon. Now we're going to run under the assumption that the kindling of a fire is a malacha, because that's in fact how we hold. And we continue to address this question, Api the Pashup shot. That was just the background from the Gemara. However, some of the Mepharshim, they weigh in and they try to explain why, in fact, the kindling of a fire is singled out among all the other Malachos. And some of the Mepharshim overlap. I'm going to give you some um, Pashup Shatim that are offered by many, but I'll give it to you from the Chizkuni. And the Chizkuni points out a few things. One thing he points out that other Mepharshim point out is that the Torah needed to highlight the kindling of a fire because we have another situation similar to Shabbos where malachos are aser, but the kindling of a fire is actually permissible, at least in the case of ochel nefesh. Right? We know from Yom Tov, we know from Parshas Bo regarding Pesach that you were allowed to cook, and for that reason you were allowed to kindle a fire as well. But not so by Shabbos. When it comes to Shabbos, you cannot perform any malachos, and that's why we have to highlight kindling a fire, which would normally be allowed perhaps on Yom Tov, Lutzarech, at least Lutzarech Ochel Nefesh, and Shabbos not so. And that's one possibility. Another possibility that's offered by the Chizkuni is um, that the Torah wanted to highlight kindling a fire to demonstrate what kind of malacha, in fact, is Aser on Shabbos. Because you might have said there's not so much labor involved in kindling a fire. It's not so labor-intensive. We would understand plowing. We would understand bonet building. But kindling a fire, what's so bad about that? Or what's so, you know, like, do you really schwitz when you kindle a fire? Maybe if you get too close to the heat, maybe after you kindle the fire. But the actual process of kindling a fire does not take much. So explains the Chizkuni, yeah, the problem is that it's the productive nature, the creative nature of kindling a fire. And we might say that taking the potential energy and turning it to kinetic energy, bringing out and producing that fire, that's the problem. And so perhaps that's why the Torah highlights Eish to demonstrate exactly what the Malacha um, um, on Shabbos really refers to. The Chizkuni also mentions the fact that the Torah highlights In all of your dwellings you can't kindle a fire, but what about elsewhere? Is there a place where you can kindle a fire? And explains the Chizkuni, yes, actually, you can kindle a fire in the Mikdash. When you're, when you're, when you're offering Karbanos, for example. So it's very important that we highlight um, the exact um, uh, time frame and the exact circumstances when kindling a fire is Mutter and when it is Aser. So those are some of the Pashup Shadim that are involved in why you cannot kindle a fire. Now we move over to Remez. And there are a couple of Ramazim we'll mention. Um, one that's a little bit different from the kinds that we usually mention. But the first we have that on the, from the Balaturim who mentions that from the word Vayakel all the way till the end of our Pasuk, he says that there are actually 39 words corresponding to the 39 malachos, he's minus the word Shabbos. Really, there are 40 words. He subtracts the word Shabbos, and then that leaves you 39. Interestingly enough, when the Gemara describes the 39 malachos, it describes them as 40 minus 1. So whatever, do what you want with that. But there are 39 to 40 words in these psukim, um, from the beginning of the Parsha all the way till our Pasuk. That's one thing the Baal mentions. The other thing the Baal mentions is that... 
if you um, that, that Hashem is actually sort of um, forging a deal with us. He says, "Hey, you stop kindling a fire in your dwellings, and I'm going to stop kindling the fire of Gehenna." Um, and there's a famous um, tradition that um, that on Shabbos. The Hashem turns off the fires of Gehenna so that those who are there don't have to suffer from that, whatever that means. But um, part of that deal is alluded to right here. As Hashem says, in your dwellings, you don't kindle a fire. So that takes care of Remez. Moving on to Drash, there are a couple of um, uh, other interesting allusions um, to similar concepts that we just mentioned right here in the Balaturim. Um, first, I'll make a couple of halachic points, Salpi Drash, um, that the Gemara in Yuvamas and Davava and Bez learns, and the Gemara in Sanhedrin and Daflam and Hayam and Bez learns, that we, that we learn from Los Tavar Eish Bechomosh Sechem Yom Shabbos that we cannot execute capital punishment on Shabbos. Someone who is Chayev Misa, we don't, we, don't, we don't do that on Shabbos. Um, and apparently the kindling of a fire corresponds to, to, to Misa, to Dine Nefashos, and we don't do that on Shabbos. But we'll just mention now the, uh, the Kliakar who brings down the Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Kufi Testament Beis. In the name of Rabbi Huda Bereder of Shmuel Meshmed Rav, who says that we don't find Deleka, we don't find the kindling, we don't find combustion, um, except in the place where El Bamakum Sheshchil Shabbos. Only the place where there's Chilul Shabbos. And he quotes a Pasuk in Yirmiya. In Yirmiya, Yudzayin, Chavzayin, he says, If you don't listen to me to keep the Shabbos, to sanctify the Shabbos, skipping a little bit, I'm going to spark fire in your gates, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be extinguished. So we we see here the kindling of fire in connection to Shabbos another time because we it's, it was interesting enough that our pasuk says the the, the main malacha that we're highlighting was lo svarish b'chol moshevsechem yom Shabbos and apparently here we see that there's a warning in the Gemara that you you, you don't want fires to happen make sure you're not mechal Shabbos. And finally, moving on to Sod, we have a Zohar. One Zohar that I'll point to is in um, it's in Gimel, Chela um, Gimel. And it's Resh Nun Dalad Amid Beis in Chela Gimel, and in this Zohar he talks about yes the fires of Gehenna, but he also talks about the fires of Kaas. So when um, so, uh, when what he points out, um, and there's another Zohar, a similar Zohar that talks about the fires of Machlokas. That Kaas is really never a good thing. The Rambam says to go from far away from anger as possible. Kaas is one of the worst. Midos. And in similarly machlokas, if it's not a machlokas Hashem Shemaim, if it's not a machlokas in Torah, but it's just a machlokas Stam, so machlokas is a fire, and anywhere near a fire is, you know, it's, it's very destructive. And uh, the Rav Chaim Shemlevitz writes extensively about this with regards to Parshas Korach. But what's the point? The Zohar says that you want the fires of Gehenna to seize on Shabbos, so you have to make sure you're not only not kindling literal fires, but you're not kindling the fires of anger, and especially on Shabbos, you should not try to kindle the fires of Machlokas. Anyway, we should be Zoha to not kindle any um, unnecessary fires, but we should be Zoha instead to the light of Hashem. Rav Shimshon Pinkus and Nefesh Shimshon on Shabbos refers to Shabbos as the Yom Shekula Or. We want the Or that Hashem provides for us. We don't want to have to deal with the fires of Gehenna, the fires of Kaas, the fires of Machlokas, the fires of desecration of Shabbos. On the contrary, we should be Zoha to the Kedusha and the Or of Shabbos Kodesh. And with that, I thank you for joining us here at the database, and I wish you a wonderful Shabbos.